I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack on the United States Capitol. Like all Americans, I am outraged by the violence, lawlessness, and mayhem. I immediately deployed the National Guard and federal law enforcement to secure the building and expel the intruders. America is and must always be a nation of law and order. A place where ideas can come together. We'll talk about current events, religion, politics, philosophy, and science. You will be challenged. You will question everything you thought you believed. Prepare to be. Welcome back to Analyzed. This week, we kind of have a full panel. Um, today, we're, we've got Elias back, JJ is joining us, and from long ago, we have Sam as well. How you guys doing? I am good. I'm happy to be back. Good. I'm doing as well as I can. Uh, yeah, just a, Considering. a early warning. Elias has warned us that he is going to go off today. So... If you're not ready for it, pause, take a deep breath, and prepare yourself. Yeah. Today, this, hold on, this snowflake <laughs> is about to melt Uh-oh. right the fuck now. But go ahead, Thomas. Okay. Well, Back. I mean, yeah, we're, well, and that's appropriate because this week we're going to be talking about the insurrection um, where lots of people had a meltdown and invaded the Capitol building so that was uh that's that's the most recent news and we're going to listen to some audio today of uh, the trump speech and then we're going to listen to some of his uh uh his comments after the fact um but yeah and we may even pull up some more audio i don't even know what what all we're going to talk about yet but uh uh man if if you've got something to get off your chest feel free um, I don't know, man. I, I, I am, bef- I am, I thought that would be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Um, with the majority of conservative America, but, uh, maybe not so. Apparently not, uh, not even, uh, what is it? Not even half didn't approve uh yeah yeah and and a lot of the the most okay what is the three words the three word response that i'm sure all of you have seen or heard uh this over this uh half week you know of of this can can you what's the three give me a three word phrase you've heard from conservative um, fucking america not all this protesters. <laughs> it was Antifa. What about you, Thomas? Do you have one? Uh, Sam hit the nail on the head right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, actually. It was Antifa. 
that is the the, the or or stop the steal yeah. or hang Mike Pence. That's that's those are three pretty big fucking words. Hang Mike Pence, chanted. So by have, a large crowd. I haven't actually listened yet to the rally that happened right before uh, uh, all of the rioters stormed into the building. What uh, do you want to start and uh, just kind of go through some of that audio, or or before what? we do? I, you know, it has been, we got, I gotta say, it's been a good long while since we had Sam on. Yeah, it has. And I'm glad he's here. Sam, have you gone both rounds of vaccination yet? Uh, no, I, I had my first round, uh, in late December and, uh, January 20th, the day of the presidential inauguration, I will be, uh, traveling to get my second dose. Have you received your Spider-Man superpowers? I now broadcast 5G signals and I can connect to my own <laughs> Wi-Fi and it's been a, it's been actually uh, quite beneficial except for when Bill Gates takes over my body. <laughs> God, he nice. can take over my body any day. <laughs> you know, it, it, I I've heard I've heard so many weird speculations about this this vaccine the vaccines the vaccines, okay, that's the first thing. Uh, yeah. It's gonna, it's go they're gonna use it to put tracking devices. Well, there's tons of companies that are put, trying to put this vaccine out because it's almost like an arms race. You know, like, uh, uh, you know, everybody is just trying and people are throwing money. I don't know if you guys have watched the stock market, day traders, those, uh, those Tindy guys, those guys are going nuts. All year long, because of speculations about what pharmaceutical company is gonna break the 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 ceiling there, and uh, it's been incredible. People are freaking out. Um, but yeah, I mean, how are you gonna how are you gonna organize all these companies to put a fucking tracking device in it? Maybe one company <laughs> says no, or maybe uh, you, you know, like. <sighs> That you you got to jump through so many goddamn hoops. You already have a tracking device that you voluntarily use, like F every time right? you go to the bathroom. I mean, so you've got. I, I I just I just bought a Roomba and it has completely mapped my house and uploaded it to the you know iRobot website. So. Well, and and that's why Pokemon Go <laughs> is owned by a fucking military company because they want to get video footage of your entire home. The backyard and all your neighbors and all of the come on like money is money is where money's at and uh nine times out of ten people looking for money don't give a fuck where it's coming from as long as they know they got a sure thing i i realize um Vaccines should be a, a an excellent future episode for us because oh i'm the, sure the amount of anti-vaccine propaganda that's out there is, is quite astounding and it would make for an interesting discussion yeah it yeah. really would should we well, discuss is, that amongst ourselves or should we have somebody to argue with about it we'll see if we can recruit someone but uh i, I may i may have to shoot myself if, if we actually have a live guest <laughs> hey whatever you got to do man whatever you got to do D uh, sam have you listened to the episode with uh the flat earth episode 
with oh, Patrick. Oh, no, not yet. Oh, oh man. I had some issues. Anyway. Yeah, it broke but, out. Uh, uh, Speaking and, of that, um, did you get your, uh, were you able to get tested? Because um, you suspect you, you know what's fr- You know what's crazy? I'm like 100% sure me and my wife definitely had COVID. My wife still doesn't have uh, really have sense of taste. Mm-hmm. Um, she lost smell and taste. I lost my sense of smell. Mm-hmm. Um, we felt like shit for like a solid two weeks. Yeah. Um, and, but it was like subtle. Like, it's like, oh, I feel like I got a cold. I don't really have a temperature, uh, you know? And, um, and then eventually just out of the blue, I can't smell anything, but I can breathe fine. That's good. Like I'm, my, my, I can, I take big whiffs in and I smell jack shit. And, um, <laughs> So, but it's starting to come back now. I quarantined. I probably quarantined longer than 10 days. And uh, I think we're about ready to, to, you know, move on to the next phase. We did a test. My wife went and got a test at the health department here. Mm -hmm. And uh, they said, like, at the most five days, and it's been uh, over 10 (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's been a <laughs> so you like we waited. Yeah, and apparently a good friend of ours went and got a test the same day. Got theirs back two days later. So I guess they lost our tests. Uh, um, for my wife, I never actually went. I've just had my ass at the house. You know, I, and I was I'm, just like, I'm gonna uh, quarantine anyway. I am so. glad to hear that you've not had anything severe because, like, mm-hmm. it's been like a year now. It's January again. Uh, last January, I got really sick, but nobody was doing tests for COVID. No one was really thinking about COVID and I got really sick. I ended up in the emergency room and had months and months of, you know, severe breathing problems after the fact, I still have trouble. So, um, I mean, if you have asthma, I advise you not to get COVID. It's that the two don't, don't seem to mix well. If that's in fact what I had, because that's, that's the sickest I think I've maybe ever been. Right. So, so, so a couple of things real quick. Um, if you, if you have a Kroger, uh, or any of their, uh, sister companies in uh your state, they are offering antibody testing. It's just a finger stick. Um, I need to do that. They they can check to see if, if you have been exposed. Obviously, if you, if you have begun the vaccination process, you're going to show antibodies, but, um, also, uh, Tennessee, uh, has experienced a huge surge in, in coronavirus oh, cases. Yeah. yeah. Um, you've now exceeded Wisconsin, which, uh, was, was up there as well, uh, with 9,400 cases per 100,000 population. So I th- that's actually I think, one of the worst in the country. Yeah. I think my county might have made a record for the state too. Um, I, I, I saw something. I didn't read it, but, uh, I saw something that said that my county has, you know, it was a big, scary-looking article of uh-huh. our county breaking a record, and I was like, "How oh, are your fuck. hospitals holding up?" I, you know, I don't know a whole lot, um, but I'm I've been nervous as hell about it. My, gr- I found out the day before I lost my sense of smell. Uh, I found out my grandmother, who lives in a nursing home, who's seventy-three, had it. She tested positive, and. Uh, just they just took they took her to the hospital and uh on friday and um so i was i was really nervous you know they said her she's having a little bit of trouble breathing um she's not been eating 
they couldn't get a, 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 the her oxygen levels up. But then they got to their hospital and started doing really good. That's and good. so, you know, I, I well, and I'm impressed with my grandmother because that lady smoked since she was like eight years <laughs> old, and and she's just, you know, uh, she she uh, was in a coma for like I think like six months Jeez. at one point, you know, and came out of a fucking coma, and she's she's a she's a resilient woman, and so I'm I just hope she gets through it because. I haven't seen my freaking grandma all year, man. It sucks. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, JJ, we've we've just kept JJ out of this equation altogether. JJ, any thoughts? No. <laughs> um, but man, let's roll that beautiful bean footage. Of yeah, we'll find out what everybody kind of got all riled up. Uh, over, uh, yeah, right let's do it. And I did. I did start like the first uh, two minutes or so of this, and there does seem to be some uh, sections where there's not good audio. Like it just cuts out. And yeah, comes like back in, like so. the beginning. Yeah, the beginning. There's just like no audio. Yeah, I'm just gonna try to find where that's at, and if if I if you hear it kind of skipping around, that's that's why. So Aaron, me, they me spent five hundred grand to book and set up that rally. And they can't get a good sound guy? What the fuck, man? <laughs> at, at least it wasn't in the parking lot of a landscape company. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. There we go. The fifth president of the United States of America, President Donald <laughs> J. Trump. Yeah. Come on down. Oh, here we go. That's quiet. Let me skip past this. There we go. Media will not show the magnitude of this crowd. Even <laughs> turned on today, I looked and I saw thousands of people here, but you don't see hundreds of thousands of people behind you because they don't want to show that. We have hundreds of thousands of people here and I just want them to be recognized by the fake news media. Turn your cameras, please, and show what's really happening out here because these people are not going to take it any longer. They're not going to take it any longer. Go ahead, turn your cameras, please, would you show? They came from all over the world, actually, but they came from all over our country. I just really want to see what they do. I just want to see how they cover it. I've never seen anything like it, but uh, it would be really great if we could be covered fairly by the media. The media is the biggest problem we have, as far as I'm concerned, single biggest problem. <laughs> the fake news and the big tech. Big tech is now coming into their own. We beat them four years ago. We surprised them. We took them by surprise. And this year, they rigged an election. They rigged it like they've never rigged an election before. And by the way, they didn't do a bad job either, if you notice. I'm honest. I thought it was I, Sleepy I, Joe. I just... <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's been a lot of discussion about um, big tech and censorship. Uh, I've, I've been hearing that literally all day, all uh either on social media or um, through various different news outlets that I listen to. Um, that's That's been a big conversation um, af after all of this. Again, yeah. I want to thank you. It's uh, just a great honor to have this kind of crowd and to be before you and hundreds of thousands of American patriots who are committed to the honesty of our elections and the integrity of our glorious republic. All of us here today do not want to see our election victory stolen by emboldened radical left Democrats, which is what they're doing, and stolen by the fake news media. That's what they've done and what they're doing. 
We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. You don't concede. When the we will never give up. We will never concede. The, the, the thing that bothers me so much about the way Trump speaks is that he's already come to the conclusion without the evidence. Right. And that nobody is even demanding the evidence. What Trump says is what goes. And uh, we definitely, I believe, saw the result of that. Yeah. Um, and they're with just the uh, following events. They're just eating it up. I mean, uh, they're right there with him. Uh, there's uh, that's why they like him so much is because he's telling them exactly what they want to hear. It's crazy. Our country has had enough. We will not take it anymore, and that's what this is all about. And to use a favorite term that all of you people really came up with, we will stop the steal. Today I will lay out just some of the evidence proving that we won this election and we won it by a landslide. This was not a close election. Oh, let's hear it. Let's, let's, let's hear that evidence. You know, I say sometimes jokingly, but there's no joke about it. I've been in two elections. I won them both. And the second one, I won much bigger than the first. Okay. Okay. Almost 75 million people voted for our campaign, the most of any incumbent president by far in the history of our country. 12 million more people than four years ago. But still and 10 I was million short told by the real pollster. <laughs> What's that? But still 10 million short from Biden. Yeah. And see, that's the thing is, is that what don't don't we like regularly break records for the amount of votes um, during presidential elections? Isn't it? Just with population growth, like, isn't that already true anyway? I think as a percentage of the population, this was extremely high turnout. Right. And there's well, actually... Fucking obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I think what, what people are, like, failing to recognize or talk about is that, yes, Trump did have a lot of support from his base. Um, he had a lot of support. Joe Biden did not have as enthusiastic of support. But Donald Trump did have very enthusiastic, uh, en enthusiastic opposition. And I think that's what drove so many people to the polls was that people wanted to vote for Donald Trump and people wanted to vote against Donald Trump. Uh, I mean, according to, according to Wikipedia, this election had 66.7% of registered voters participating. Wow, that's really high. Which was, which was the highest we have seen. Of me glancing at this same list since 1900's election of William McKinley. Wow, I remember which that is election. really interesting because every election from William McKinley, which was 1900 all the way back to 1840 with William Henry Harrison, participation was above 65 percent. Wow, like all of them were higher than the participation for this election. And then, if you go before that, things get really dicey. Like, we're in the 50s for Andrew Jackson and Martin Van Buren. And then before that, remember how I was talking about how we used to get together in election carnivals and yeah. people would actually go up on a stage? Yeah, back then we were looking at 27% and then 10%. Wow. And then, man, people were really into James Madison's second election being an abnormally high 40. <laughs> but, yeah, since 1900... It was the highest percentage of participation 
Well, it's, but it's not like all like it's not wildly out of place. It's not like crazy higher. Usually, it's just high fifties, low sixties. Right. And this time, it was a solid, almost exactly two thirds. Which, I mean, I I regularly hear you know every time there's an election, it's the we're voting for the lesser of two evils. They're more or less the same. You know, they're they're minor differences. It's kind of the general rhetoric that people kind of repeat going into you know the elections is is. You know, I, I don't really like either one of them, or I, I kind of like this guy, but no one's really that motivated. But the thing about Donald Trump is that he has been incredibly polarizing. I think, I think Donald probably did drive those numbers up, both in favor of him and in opposition to him. And I think that he probably drove more opposition. Well, evidently, he drove more opposition than he did support because he got voted out. Well, and uh, does do you guys any of you guys know the numbers that were on the um, like other candidates? No, you know, like what did uh, did the independent? What was the independent vote like this year? Give me one second. Yeah, that yeah, I'm looking it up too. I would I I have a feeling that um, probably quite a few more people probably voted independent than they would i i mean i'm sure there are people who vote that there are people uh, who voted for kanye west <laughs> just solely because they could well but there trump was secured uh more male voters and joe biden uh definitely brought in the female vote at 57 percent hmm. um donald trump secured more of the white vote which isn't a surprise right and so what is interesting is that Joe Biden secured 60% of the youth vote. So we often talk about how important it is to get, you know, the youth motivated. Right. And uh, I, I think that that's probably what really helps swing yep. uh, the yeah. election in Joe's favor. That, that that's out. The, the older, um, older part of the population tends to be very reliable as a, as a voting block. And they tend to, to slant more conservative. Um, and that's, that's kind of the thing is, is that young, younger people do tend to lean left, but they're not nearly as reliable of a block, uh, you know, as far as actually getting out and voting. And there was a lot of, um, people, you know, really trying to encourage people to vote. One of the, uh, uh, there's a YouTuber that I follow who's like a, a, a game streamer slash political uh commenter and he literally spent thirty thousand dollars going to georgia uh to canvas for people to vote um he got a lot of other people going there i think he had over a hundred people uh, they went to atlanta and columbus and um you know they were trying to get voter turnout um there's been a lot of motivation for the younger population to actually get out and vote against Donald Trump. Um, it, yeah. I think it literally could have been just about anybody, and people would have been just as motivated. Not, not that Biden was, you know, like the worst option. Uh, he wasn't my first choice, but I, he's certainly not my last either. What would you guys say the split was for evangelicals? Mm. I mean, I feel like the majority of evangelicals probably still voted Trump. But I could be wrong. Yeah, it actually went uh, seventy-six to twenty-four, um, okay, and that yeah. was twenty-eight percent of the uh, total turnout. Wow. 
So, and that that's a pretty big, fairly reliable block as well. It's a it's a weird thing, man. It's uh, like. interestingly go ahead um first year is this the first year you've ever voted um of those who reported yes 64 percent of those voted for biden so you can tell i mean (laughs) both sides were highly motivated to get out and to vote so yes this was an extremely contentious election how many first-time voters in toto were there yeah the first-time voters comprised 14 percent of the total vote does it have a number on that? I don't. Well, I guess I can just add that. it up. Yeah, you could. That would it be. Out. Hang on, I got it sitting here. Or I did have it sitting here. Go back. Yeah. Where's my fancy calculator? Woo. <laughs> you said fourteen percent. Fourteen percent. Yeah. And uh, twenty-two million first-time voters. Yep, there's your selection. Go. There's your fake wow. votes. We found them right there. All, found all those twenty-two people. Yep. million votes. Yep. 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 There they are. And if you had voted v- before, it was split even, forty-nine to forty-nine. So um, it was those first-time voters uh, again that swung that election in favor of Biden. Yeah, almost two to one. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, I've I, even anecdotally, I've talked to you know, people who really didn't care about politics until this time. And we're like, yeah, that we really had to. I'm going to tell you guys, if George Floyd wouldn't have died, I probably would not have voted. At that point in time, I probably would like, if that Mm. would not have happened, I would have uh, just not voted period. Like I, I, because I didn't like, uh, the way it was looking, you know, I mean, I, if it came to Trump Biden in a world where George Floyd and the, the stuff that happened at that point in time, I, I wouldn't have voted. And, and, my, and for me, my, it was the, yeah. it was the pandemic response, which had, been Oh absolutely- yeah. Yeah. That's fair too. That's fair too. The, uh, his, uh, I think that conclu- I, that was one of the moments when I saw that HBO interview with him fumbling around with those papers. I was like, "We got to get this guy the fuck out of here." Yeah. He, I, I mean, that. How in the world do you go into an interview and do that when you know your? Well, that's the scary thing. You should know in any other circumstance. If you would have done what Donald Trump had done in that freaking HBO interview, your ass would be on the line, no matter how good of a freaking president you are. Your ass would have been on the line. Everyone would have lost. We uh, impeached freaking Bill Clinton for way less. Nobody got killed over that. I was actually okay with the impeachment of Bill Clinton. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not defending Bill Clinton's impeachment. I'm just saying uh, it, we did it, was, it for yeah. much less than the, uh, uh, Trump is much more impeachment. Uh, full. Oh, those are yeah, different scales altogether. Not even yeah, like yeah. They, <laughs> what Trump is a, a ton where where this the president can act like this without repercussion. Yeah. What changed? And I and I honestly believe that this started. With uh, with with George W. Bush, uh, that's when the pendulum began to swing because the the left went after Bush, thinking that he was essentially the next Antichrist, <laughs> and then 
the response to that was, you know, we got Obama in, and then the Republicans went absolutely. Easy answer. Pardon my French. Oh, I shit over was, that. I think it was with uh, Bill Clinton. Okay, but not with but not with the populace. I think it was Newt Gingrich's competitive approach, and I don't even know if it was actually a political motivation. I think it's important to recognize that before Bill Clinton, generally speaking, party power was kind of common. Like if Democrats held power, they held it for you know both houses and they held it in the presidency and they held it for two or three presidents and it went back and forth like Mm -hmm. it wasn't competitive where like in the state of you know georgia it didn't matter to people in missouri how the election panned out you know if they had ended up going with the republicans instead of the democrats it would have just been whatever we're worried about missouri over here but now every body on either side of the ideological aisle was very very invested in how Mm -hmm. things shook out in Uh georgia and that is only common in the past 30 years yeah like that didn't exist a hundred years ago yeah say that knowing that knowing i'm sure that there is an example that is an exception but it just it was less common yeah. It was very common for things to be very even killed and I don't know, boring well, and political. Yeah, and like you know, I, I've heard it said Reagan Reagan was able to do what Reagan did because he got the moderate vote. Reagan won over a moderate vote is what I've always heard. And now where, like, where did that go? Like, there's, like, when, when was, when did the divide really become a divide? You know, where there is no middle ground space for a moderate vote. Like, huh. people really liked Reagan. It goes without, you know, more than a cursory mention. Reagan won by the largest electoral college landslide in American history. Like, mm. stupid landslide. I think, right. what did he lose? One state? Yeah, I think it was only one. <laughs> wow. That's wild. Oh, it's Sam, weird. by the way, Sam, this is our first time together. Good to chat with you. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> should we uh, Should we get back That's, in? Yeah, I was going to say, let's jump back into that, All right, here we that go. tape. We do have real pulses. They know that we were going to do well and we were going to win. But I was told if I went from 63 million, which we had four years ago, to 66 million, there was no chance of losing. Well, we didn't go to 66, we went to 75 million, and they say we lost, we didn't lose. Okay, so where, the way, where's he anybody- that number from? They said. Who's they? Oh, people. They. I would guess a pundit. People are saying things, Sam. Um, George Soros. The rumor is. Uh, I mean, that's what he always says, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Anybody believe that Joe had 80 million votes? Does anybody believe that? Yes, according to no! like every court case, yes. Yes, yes. And the certified <laughs> votes. Yeah. He had 80 million computer votes. It's a computer disgrace. Votes. There's never been a- 
I mean, they're all kind of computer votes because we voted on computers. computers. Anything like that. Yeah. You could take third world countries. Just take a look. Take third world countries. Their elections are more honest than what we've been going through in this country. <laughs> it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. <laughs> you look at last oh. night. They're all running around oh. like chickens with their heads cut off with boxes. and Nobody knows what the hell is going on. There's this is a man who has been steeped in conspiracy theory videos. Mm-hmm. He's That's all he's watching. Right. He, he's totally bought into, you know, the QAnon conspiracy world. There's never been anything like this. We will not let them silence your voices. We're not going to let it happen. Not going to let it happen. Hey, Sam, get a question. Pray for Trump? Yeah. yeah. Um, that data you were pulling from where 14% of people were first-time voters, was that exit mm -hmm. polling data? That is exit polling data, yes. Neat little factoid. I should keep crutching the numbers, but if you add 14% new polling, which is 22.17 million, to last year's election total, which was... Da -da -da, uh, yeah, it's like right on the money. Right on the money for where we should be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the exit polling matches the additional pro voting participation. If if it didn't, then one might make an argument mathematically. Like, wait a second. If exit polling was only showing seven percent participation, you know, new participation, mm. then we should only see about fourteen million new votes. But. Exit, if exit polling is accurate, and I have no reason to be, that'd be just like the wildest conspiracy to think, oh, they got to the exit polling too. But <laughs> your exit polling you know they falls did. in line with what we should expect to see when I actually do a quick analysis of the numbers. So there we go. We found our votes, and, and it's accurate. So right. that right. shoots down another Trump claim. Wow. I mean, think about that. Think, think Donald Trump motivated 22 million people to go vote against him. <laughs> it's incredible. And I'd love to have if those tens of thousands of people would be allowed, the military, the Secret Service, and we want to thank you, and the police, law enforcement, great, you're doing a great job. But I'd love it if they could be allowed to come up here with us. Is that possible? Can you just let them come up, please? And Rudy, you did a great job. He's got guts. You know what? He's got guts, unlike a lot of people in the Republican Party. He's got guts. He fights. There, he's starting to shame anybody who's not siding with him right there. He fights. At, I'll thank you very much, John. Fantastic job. I watched. That's a tough act to follow, those two. John is one of the most brilliant lawyers in the country, and he looked at this and he said, what an absolute disgrace that this could be happening to our Constitution. And he looked at Mike Pence, and I hope Mike is going to do the right thing. I hope so. I hope so. Because if there's okay, so that's the reference um, where everybody was coming in. What did somebody have like a like they wanted to kill Mike Pence? Oh yeah, no. There's actually um, I think I, I don't know if they, you guys saw my what? post. I I posted a video from Parlor that uh, was them at the doors yelling, "Hang Mike Pence." Well, is there's isn't there a conspiracy theory? I hear a video. Um, isn't there a conspiracy theory that like Mike Pence could just decide 
not to accept the electoral votes and just say whatever and then just announce Trump as president and then he's got it. Yes, and that was the and, pressure that, that Trump was trying to apply on Pence. He had asked him personally to to reject the electoral vote, um, which isn't in his power to do. It is an entirely administrative process. Right. Once the vote's certified, <laughs> all Congress has to do is read it. Right. And the when Pence said he's not going to do it, then bad things happened. Right. Well, Mike Pence... I, I want to say something on this. This is this is speculative, but here's the thing: when that happened, when the, when Pence and Trump separated, when that nucleus s- separated, that's when the third party system is that like we're gonna have a fascist party that's gonna be ridiculous. Every election, you're going to see marches. I promise you. The new The KKK. Yeah. No, the KKK has been flyering where I live for years. I mean, there's guy, I live down the street from a guy flying a, a, uh, the General Lee, you know, normal Confederate flag with an iron cross in the center of it. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Hmm. But I digress, but I'm just saying, we have a third-party system, and it is a yeah. fascist party. And, and I completely agree. I was amazed to see how fickle the um, the Republican population was once Trump called someone out. they said That individual suddenly became a traitor to the party, right. Republican in name only. Um, you know, people who needed to be voted out or, or worse. Yeah, and uh, uh, I I really think they're going to create another party. Trump is going to start a news network of some a media network. Trump's going to go into a media network field. He he has got it made from now on. Like he has this huge following, and people are going to flock to him. Politicians will flock to him to pay him to get their endorsement. But that's going to split the Republican vote. So right. what, it will. what that does for us is reinforces, you know, the Democratic side of the aisle. Right. Um, well, perhaps, the, perhaps. All Democrats need to do is hold fast for long enough to get the Supreme Court in place. Yeah. yeah. Well, that and I mean, eventually there is going to be a large amount of young people that are going to heavily outweigh the conservative movement. I know there are a lot of young people in the conservative movement right now, but it's not going to be is it's just not going to work, man. I I mean, I like I'm one of the people that got pulled out of those flames of I'm going to raise my kids with traditional conservative values. And I got I I woke up. I woke up and and people can make fun of me for that. I don't give a shit. But I had a heavy dose of reality, and uh, yeah, fuck that. I'm gonna let my kids decide whatever the fuck they want, and they can. They're gonna be taught to question all authority, no matter who the fuck it comes from, and they're gonna be taught in to be analytical and intelligent, and they're gonna be clever as fuck. I, my favorite Bible verse is this right now, guys. Jesus said in, in Mark, he said, I send you out as sheep among wolves, so be as wise as serpents and innocent as doves. That's how I'm going to raise my kids. 
and they're going to be exactly what the what the Republican Party demonstrated when they stormed the Capitol, right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> those ain't sheep among wolves. Those no, are those wolves, the wolves. Uh, among the sheep. And yeah. I mean, that's the thing that blows my mind. How can you believe in a Christianity in a nation like this? How the hell can anybody with half of a critical mind be for this kind of Christianity? Same I don't get Christians it. Christians have been for many things in history. Yeah, I mean, the majority They're of the Nazis were Christian. Brainwashed. Well, I, I would debate that because the more and more I, the more and more I look into the occult mysticism of like Nazi Germany, uh, like, dude, the occult movement at that point in time was huge, and uh, I, I think that it's highly likely that uh, it, it was a tool in the hand just like it was for donald trump and it wasn't like isn't like their folk spirituality that exists in america too although we would identify most of those people as very christian yeah, yeah well yeah, yeah. Uh, the the cult the modern occult I mean, that's that we have like scientology all of that stuff all the cults that we have now developed out of a like um occult mysticism movement that was heavily intertwined and influenced with early american christianity but i mean then, isn't isn't it to be expected that we see interrelationships between people's local and yeah local and communal beliefs towards like other old spiritual holdings of that community and then the major religions that they're adopting i i say yeah but I think there was a there's there was some sort of shift at some point in America where uh, a, a majority really settled out and codified. Uh, I mean, like hardcore. Like I, I'm pretty positive that a lot of those really out there movements and kind of like um, occult movements uh, either morphed into particular major branches of the denominations. Um, or they just dissolved altogether. It's really wild to watch the way the occult movement movement evolved into uh, completely different things, like fucking parapsychology and and psychology in general and shit like that. I it, just wonder, weird. like, should we? Because exp- when we look at Christianity, we can see multiple Christian, you know, sects and belief systems that deviated and reconvened very organically. And I would expect the same kind of thing to happen for any given religion, including, you know, occultist or animistic religions too. Like there isn't mm-hmm. like a, a an overarching occult. And then, you know, all Christian religions, they just happen to finally get together. Like, all of these things kind of look the same, but sometimes they ended up making strange bedfellows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the, well, they had to. That was the only way you could preserve your fucking rituals. Uh, but when, when, like, when a, a whole, you know, a whole new settlement of people come in, and uh, in the early Americas... And um, there becomes this kind of like tribalism mentalities. Uh, whoever's got the biggest tribe and the loudest mouths is probably going to win out. So you're going to have to subscribe to that that denominational and dogma, and then tr- 
try to pull your rituals into it because dude like so much of the american uh western religion uh pulls pulls stuff from all these other ones where people just manage to sneak it in you know you know, and I think perhaps the same thing can be said for like these people that were zealots for Trump, is that their most powerful religious underpinning now is not Christianity, it is it's, Trumpism. It's and Arianism. Christianity, yeah, it, it is, it, and now Christianity is offering the decor with which they, you know, they're leaving that behind. Mm-hmm. Like they happen to be Christian because Christian is a label that comes with their package. Yeah. But now their primary belief system is not Christianity. We are seeing an exchanging of priorities in a religious and spiritual set for these people in real time. It's, it's a nationalistic form of mysticism. Like, look at, I mean, who's the, That's fa- exactly right. who yeah. is the face of the insurrection? It is none other than this Q shaman guy with his big headdress and... Uh, American flag Dude's on going the to jail. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so uh, I'm happy for for that. But he did not. I my personal views that guy did not get the charges he should have. He should have got way more than that. But uh, I don't know. Technically, Let, everybody that back. walked through those doors is guilty of sedition, like the actual legal yeah. code of sedition. Yeah, because they interrupted government business in progress. What I wonder what uh, codes there are about um, a fucking battle flag being carried into the capital. Uh, that to me, there's there's something deeply symbolic of the General Lee battle flag being flown in that building. I think it is. Uh, uh, I've not heard hardly anybody talk about that, but it mortifies me because that's psychologically, I think there's way more going on. And I don't think, I don't think somebody did that because, uh, they're standing up for free speech. I think they did that because they, that's what they have in mind. Like we want to raise the Confederate states and we are fighting on behalf of that. Uh, uh, you know, but anyway, we need to go back to that tape. Prince does the right thing, we win the election. All he has to do, all he, this is, this is from the number one or certainly one of the top constitutional lawyers in our country. He has the absolute right to do it. We're supposed to protect our country, support our country, support our constitution and protect our constitution. States want to revote. The states got defrauded. They were given false information. They voted on it. Now they want to recertify. They want it back. All Vice President Pence has to do is send it back to the states who, to re- Who wants to recertify? What 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 is he citing here? Is there <laughs> any, has there been any evidence saying that states want to recertify and they want their votes back? No. Just the Trump supporters. I mean, they Texas wanna, says they, Georgia wants to recertify. Texas. Texas. <laughs> yeah. We certify, and we become president, and you are the happiest people. We become president. And I actually, I just spoke to Mike. I said, Mike, that doesn't take courage. 
What takes courage is to do nothing. That takes courage. And then we're stuck with a president who lost the election by a lot, and we have to live with that for four more years. We're just not going to let that happen. Many of you have traveled from all across the nation to be here, and I want to thank you for the extraordinary love. That's what it is. There's never been a movement like this, ever, ever, for the extraordinary love for this amazing country and this amazing movement. Thank you. He stole we votes. love Trump. <laughs> oh, I thought it By was By the way, this goes votes. all the way back past the Washington Monument. Do you believe this? Look at this. That was, unfortunately, gave, they gave the press the prime seats. I can't stand that. No, but you look at that behind. I wish they'd flip those cameras and look behind you. That is the most amazing sight. When they make a mistake, you get to see it on television. Amazing. All the way back. What's funny is the camera is just steadfast on him. It's not turning or anything. Don't worry, we will not <laughs> take the name off the Washington Monument. We will not. Cancel culture. You know, they wanted to uh, get rid of the Jefferson Memorial. Either take it down or just put somebody else in there. I don't think that's going to happen. Can you speed him up a little? It's at 125, but we can go to one, oh, 150. Okay. okay. No, I don't speed him up that much. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is actually Trump faster than normal. Damn well, better not. Although with this administration, if this happens, it could happen. You'll see some really bad things happen. They'll knock out Lincoln too, by the way. They've been taking his statue down. But then we signed a little law. You hurt our monuments. You hurt our heroes. You go to jail for 10 years and everything stopped. You notice that? It stopped. It all stopped. And it's about to start. And they could use Rudy back in New York City, Rudy. They could use you. Your city's going to hell. They want Rudy Giuliani back in New York. They... Who is they? You know them. Oh, they. Uh, people. People are the people Those who are guys. saying. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, the people I'm, who are saying. Yeah. All right. Okay. I got it. Got it. Got it. Yep. We'll get a little younger version of Rudy. Is that okay, Rudy? We're gathered together in the heart of our nations. Was that an age burn? Sorry. Capital for one very, very basic and simple reason: to save our democracy. You know, most candidates on election... That's the thing, is they believe that they're saving the democracy when, in fact, they're actually threatening it. In their heads, they're the good guys. I don't think yep. that you can get a mass of people to believe that they're doing something wrong right. and get them to participate. Right, right, because, I mean, yeah. everybody's the hero of their own story. Because, I mean, the, because the crowd will just leave. You like like if you say anything critical to the crowd, uh, they're just gonna leave or not react. Yeah, they they, uh, they have to believe you know, that they're they're the the one saving the country, not destroying it. Yes. Good evening, of course. Again. This thing goes on yeah. so long. I don't have any idea what the votes are. We still have congressional seats under review. They have no idea. They've totally lost control. They've used the pandemic as a way of defrauding the people in a proper election. But you know. You know, when you see this and when you see what's happening, number one, they all say, sir, we'll never let it happen again. I said, that's good, but what about eight weeks ago? You know, they try and get you to go. They say, sir, in four years, you're guaranteed. I said, I'm not interested right now. Do me a favor, go back eight weeks. I want to go back eight weeks. Let's go back eight weeks. Who exactly is he talking about right there? Yeah, what the fuck's he talking about? I think he's just making stuff up. Oh, is he, he's you just talking go about going back to November. No, but like he said... 
they're they're telling they, him they are telling him sir in eight in four years and then the yeah I, who is the they he's talking about he's probably just talking about republicans like he just, people he just, in the republican these, office he makes these claims and these accusations and and it's always from an unidentifiable source <laughs> and people for some reason believe this as as the gospel because you know who else so. does that Alex fucking Jones. <laughs> yep. Back and we want to get this that. right because we're going to have somebody in there that should not be in there and our country will be destroyed and we're not going to stand for that. For years, Democrats He's, have gotten away what? with <laughs> election fraud and weak Republicans and that's what they Just are. Just keep it real. There's so many yeah. weak Republicans and we have great ones. Jim Jordan and some of these guys, they're out there fighting. The House guys are fighting. But it's, uh, it's incredible. Many of the Republicans, I helped them get in. I helped them get elected. Yeah. I helped Mitch get elected. I helped. I could name 24 of them. I won't bore you with it. And then all of a sudden, you have something like this. Was that a boo for Mitch? From the crowd? Yes. yes. Oh, nice. It's like, oh, uh, gee, maybe <laughs> I'll talk to the president sometime later. No, it's amazing. The weak Republicans, they're pathetic Republicans, and that's what happens. If this happened to the Democrats, there'd be hell all over the country going on. There'd be hell all over the country. But just remember this, you're stronger, you're smarter, you've got more going than anybody, and they try and demean everybody having to do with us, and you're the real people, you're the people that built this nation. You're not the people that tore down our nation. The weak Republicans, and that's it. I really believe it. I think I'm going to use the term, the weak Republicans. You got a lot of them, and you got a lot of great ones, but you got a lot of weak ones. They've turned a blind eye, even as Democrats enacted policies that chipped away our jobs, weakened our military, threw open our borders, and put America last. Did you see the other day where Joe Biden said, I want to get rid of the America first policy? What's that all about? Get rid of. How do you say, I want to get rid of America? Even if you're going to do it, don't talk about it, right? Unbelievable what we have to go through. What we have to go through, and you have to get your people to fight. And if they don't fight, we have to primary the hell out of the ones that don't fight. You primary them. We're going we're gonna to let you know who they are. I could already tell you, frankly. But this year, using the pretext of the China virus and the scam of mail-in ballots, Democrats attempted the most brazen and outrageous election theft. And there's never been anything like this. It's a pure theft in American history. Everybody knows it. That election, our election, was over at 10 o'clock in the evening. We're leading Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, by hundreds of thousands of votes. And then late in the evening or early in the morning, boom, these explosions of bullshit. And all of a sudden... Holy crap. All of a sudden, it started to happen. Bullshit. You know what this okay. reminds me of? What? Monday Night Raw. <laughs> it reminds me of fucking the WWF, man. Yeah. <laughs> right before they hop in Bullshit. the ring, they gotta talk their Bullshit. smash. And- Bullshit. Yeah, that that that's a that's a I guarantee you those people the majority of the people there have been to so, a WWE. I am so tired Just, of this uh, no offense, this Pennsylvania too. claim that that Trump was leading until he wasn't, which is how elections work. And <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> especially how that's how we predicted it was going to work. 
It was going to work. I mean, the pundits stated we're not going to know till late. The mail-in ballots are not counted till last. Right. Trump himself did not tell. He told his base, "Don't vote by mail. Vote in person." Right. So that that's just how it worked. And suddenly he calls that says that it was shenanigans, and, and people are buying that. I I just don't. I can't and grasp ev- it. And everybody was saying he's going to say this, and he said it. Mm-hmm. And everybody's and acting it. like it's like it's new news. <sighs> Don't forget when Romney got beat. Romney, hi. did you see his? I wonder if he enjoyed his flight in last night. But when Romney got beaten, you know, he stands up like you're more typical. I'd like to congratulate the victor. The victor. Who is the victor, Mitt? I'd like to congratulate. The they don't go and look at the facts. Doing? No, I don't know. He got he got slaughtered. Probably. Maybe it was okay. Maybe it was. That's what happened. But we look at the facts. He's- and our election was so corrupt that in the history of this country, we've never seen anything like it. You can go all the way back. You know, America is blessed. Can, hold on for a sec. So he's he's talking fucking trash about Mitt Romney for for being respectful in an uh, over a vote, right? Over a vote. Yeah, because he's not loyal to Trump. Like to uh, he is he is disrespecting Mitt Romney. Over believing and respecting and honoring the democratic system. It's not yes. about the democratic system. It's about him. Like, like he's taking a jab at that dude's character because he was a good sport. And that's not out of mm-hmm. Trump's character. He does that to every single oh, person that. No, I'm talking him. about. I'm talking about Mitt Romney. Yeah, like, uh, but, but fucking anyway. My my bad. I'm just I like just his fucking attitude. <laughs> anyway, elections all over the world. They talk about our elections. You know what the world says about us now? They say we don't have free and fair elections. And you know what else? We don't have a free <laughs> and fair press. Our media is not free. It's not fair. It suppresses thought. It suppresses speech. And it's become the enemy of the people. It's become the enemy of the people. It's a it's the biggest problem we have in this country. No third world that, that countries would even terrifying. attempt. Uh-huh. That the press has become the enemy of the people. Yep. Because when we when we lose the, our ability to criticize the government, that just hands power to the government. Yep. It's about support. To do what we caught them doing, and you'll hear about that in just a few minutes. Republicans are Republicans are constantly fighting. Oh, the audio just dropped. And we want to be so nice. We want to be so respectful of everybody, including bad people. And we're going to have to fight much harder. And Mike Pence is going to have to come through for us. And if he doesn't, that will be a a sad day for our country. Because you're sworn to uphold our Constitution. Now it is up to Congress to confront this egregious assault on our democracy. And after this, we're going to walk down, and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down. Anyone you want, but I... It's uh, lagging again. Oh, and we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength, and you have to be strong. Hmm. How does he, he's, he knows, he knows what he's doing. 
He knows exactly what he's doing. He's working them all up. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully Command. slated. Lawfully slated. <laughs> I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today we will see whether... That's the, the phrase that I've heard Cherry picked, is that he explicitly said that they're going to peacefully protest. So he's not responsible for whatever they did. Hmm. After he said they have to show force. Right. Yeah, they have to be strong. Because... They've got to be strong. Yeah. Keep going. Republicans stand strong for integrity of our elections, but whether or not they stand strong for our country, our country, our country has been under siege for a long time, far longer than this four-year period. We on a much straighter course, a much, and we, I thought, you know, four more years, I thought it would be easy. We created the greatest economy in history. We rebuilt our military. We get you the biggest tax cuts in history. Right? We got you the biggest regulation cuts. There's no president, whether it's four years, eight years, or in one case more, got anywhere near the regulation cuts. It used to take 20 years to get a highway approved. Now we're down to two. I want to get it down to one, but we're down to two. And it may get rejected for environmental or safety reasons, but we got it down to safety. <laughs> we created Space Force. We re we look at what we did. Our military That's has been totally rebuilt. all talk. <laughs> you don't need sport. to stop it. It's just weird. Yeah. It's like we got it down to where we approve a highway in two years instead of one. Like, that's the measuring stick you're bringing up at this speech in front of uh, people that are going out to protest. The process that is oh, more or less essentially the final formal functional nail in the, in, or, you know, just functional step in the process of democracy in our country. And you're like, well, I can get a highway faster through than <laughs> any of my predecessors before me. <laughs> and Space Force. I mean, Man. Space Force. I, I, had, had I heard these arguments before Election Day, I would have heard <laughs> <laughs> If yeah. only I'd have thought about highways and how Jeez. quickly the federal government approves them on a state level. Yeah, yeah. I would have won him that Biden debate. <laughs> <laughs> By and of itself is a major achievement for an administration. And with us, it's one of so many different things. Right to try. Everybody know about right to try. We did things that nobody ever thought possible. We took care of our vets. Our vets, the VA now, has the highest rating, 91%, the highest rating that it's had from the beginning. 91% approval rating. Always, you watch the VA, it was on television every night, people living in a horrible, horrible manner. We got that done. We got accountability done. We got it so that now in the VA, you don't have to wait for four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, four months to see a doctor. If you can't get a doctor, you go outside, you get the Wouldn't doctor. What about McCain-Sanders legislation? <laughs> and we pay the doctor. Yeah, but what was that? The, we've not the, only made the role, life they, wonderful for so many people, we've saved the VA for, tremendous for a tremendous amount of years now, especially after the uh, recent um, abuse of of power that has been demonstrated in several uh, VA hospitals. So uh, I wouldn't give Trump a hundred percent credit on this um, because obviously this is a, just a larger part of healthcare reform across the country right now. Right. Right. Yeah. Far secondarily, but we've saved a lot of money and now we have the right to fire bad people in the VA. We had 9,000 people that treated our veterans horribly in prime time. They would not have treated our veterans badly. But they treated our veterans horribly. And we have what's called the Account VA Accountability Act, 
And the accountability says, if we see somebody in there that treat our vets well, or they steal, they rob, they do things badly, we say, Joe, you're fired, get out of here. Before you couldn't do that. You couldn't do that before. So we've taken care of things, we've done things like nobody's ever thought possible. And that's part of the reason that many people don't like us, because we've done too much. Joe, you're fired, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting yeah. use of uh, words. Yeah. yeah, like, like, oh, like, that to me kind of sounds like an omission that he's lying. <laughs> if he's the talking DA about Joe Biden being the president but we've done it quickly and we were going to sit home and watch a big victory and everybody had us down for a victory it was going to be great and now we're out here fighting I said to somebody I was going to take a few days and relax after our big electoral victory 10 o'clock it was over but I was going to take a few days and I can say this since our election I believe which was such a catastrophe when I watched and even these guys knew what happened they know what happened they're saying wow Pennsylvania is insurmountable. Wow. Wisconsin. Look at the big leads we had, right? Even though the press said we're going to lose Wisconsin by 17 points. Even though the press said Ohio is going to be close, we set a record. Florida is going to be close, we set a record. Texas is going to be close. Texas is going to be close. We set a record. And we set a record with Hispanic, with the black community. We set a record with everybody. Today we see a very important event, though, because right over there, right there, we see the event going to take place, and I'm going to be watching because history is going to be made. We're going to see whether or not we have great and courageous leaders or whether or not we have leaders that should be ashamed of themselves throughout history, throughout eternity. They'll be ashamed. And you know what? If they do the wrong thing, we should never, ever forget that they did. Never forget. We should never, never ever forget. Ever. With only three of the seven states in question, we win the presidency of the United States. And by the way, it's much more important today than it was 24 hours ago. Because, and don't, I spoke to David Perdue, what a great person. Of course, and he Kelly Leffler, two great people. people. But, but it was a setup. And you know, I said, no backline anymore. The only backline, the only line of demarcation, the only line that we have is the veto of the President of the United States. So this is now, what we're doing, a far more important election than it was two days ago. I want to thank the more than 140 members of the House. Those are warriors. They're over there working like you've never seen before, studying, talking, actually going all the way back, studying the roots of the Constitution, because they know we have the right to send a bad vote that was illegally gotten. They gave these people Bad things to vote for, and they voted because what did they know? And then when they found out a few weeks later, again, it took well, them so what, what to vote this week. for. And the what, only what, unhappy what he person. <laughs> He's referring to um, about this constitutional thing. So the argument the Republicans brought to the floor was that because they extended voting due to COVID, that's, that's all that happened. They extended voting yeah. because of COVID that, that violated the constitutional rights of the state legislature to appoint electors. That's it. They made voting easier, and yeah. that was the point of contention. And yep. that's, um, I think that's a very poor argument to overturn an election, right? Personally. True. Uh, so, so did the judge. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if I remember, if I remember now that you mentioned it, I re remember this. And the judge for that particular case in Pennsylvania threw the case out 
under the premise that it seemed odd that they were arguing to disenfranchise millions of voters. Yep. Wasn't that yep. the case in question? Yeah. Yes. yes. Same thing happened uh, in Arizona. That that coupled with the fact that the, the Constitution clearly spells out that states get to handle their own elections. Yep. And what happened to states' rights, right? Well, and, and their argument here, at least the, the Republican lawyers that argued for pro-Trump trying this path, were arguing that it was a violation of the state constitution. But those states made those rules. Well, the, and the reason the Supreme Court wouldn't hear it is because it, was the, it would be the state Supreme Court's job to find that unconstitutional in the state. Right. <sighs> like it would take the Pennsylvania Supreme. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, oh, it would. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court would have had to have said, "You're right, Republican lawyers. This was unconstitutional," and they did not do that. Right. Yeah. No, they didn't. And that's the end of the game. Yeah, that's it. There, there was no case. All right. Here we go. The single most unhappy is Hillary Clinton, because she said, why didn't you do this for me four years ago? Why didn't you do this for me four years ago? Change the votes, 10,000 in Michigan. You could have changed the whole thing. I was just making shit up. But uh, she's not too happy. You, know, she, you don't see her anymore. What happened? Where's Hillary? Where is she? But I want to thank all of those congressmen and women. I also want to thank our 13 most courageous members of the U.S. Senate, Senator, Senator Ron Johnson. Senator Josh Hawley, Kelly Loeffler, and Kelly Loeffler, I'll tell you, she has been, she's been so great. She worked so hard. So let's give her and David a little special head because it was rigged against them. Let's give her and David. Kelly I was Leffler, reading an article that, talked, that was talking about the vote discrepancy between Loeffler and Purdue. Uh-huh. And it was the, the article went over like they went over several interviews they had done with Republicans who had voted for Purdue, but not for Loeffler because she was more closely associated with Trump. Interesting. Yeah, I can, I can believe that. Yeah. Like Purdue was a regular Republican government type, and they were like, that's what we want to see. We're Republican. But they were not interested in seeing somebody that was going to be a Trump parrot. Hmm. Which is why she, that was the article's topic on why there was a vote discrepancy between the two. Right. Yeah, That because I thought that was really interesting that um, people would be split. The Republican voters notice who is more committed to Trump and who is not. And at least in Georgia, it appears that it was a political liability, which is good because I am, I live in Missouri and I am not a fan of Josh Howley. <laughs> Uh, and I'm going to tell you this, too. A lot of people, and I mean a lot of people, left California California this year. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, yeah, and uh, where are they going to go? Uh, Elon gonna... Musk went to Texas. <laughs> well, a lot, a, lot of people went to te- a lot of people went to Texas. But Atlanta is a, uh, Georgia is a huge uh, film and TV spot. Like that, that it's it, oh, it is right. a, it is entirely a, a it's going to be the Hollywood of the South, and and that's what I think probably had a lot to do with um, 
the way that election went down. Oh, I think it's Stacey Abrams more than anything, though. She's <laughs> yeah, been working yeah. on voter turnout for a decade now. Yeah, yeah. And, she and has been grassroots where those votes came from. Yeah. yeah, it was those urban centers that carried. For state. sure, for sure. Yeah, she saved that election. But if, we if know, one I mean, person's I, responsible. Yeah, and it's interesting yeah. well, you mentioned Texas because Texas was almost purple. Yeah. Year. Uh huh. Yeah. When it came down to it, so That's, I think over time that that we may go blue in Texas. Now, just imagine if we could redistrict, you know, so that things are actually fair, <laughs> and uh, the majority of the population actually gets their correct Man, representation. That is, that is that is a hard thing to do. Yeah, I know. It's years in the making. It's going to be harder too, because as much as we're like very pleased. With, you know, at least it sounds like the four of us are concurrent on that. The idea that we're pleased with the way the national results have ultimately shaken out. State results did not shake out that way. No. Republicans made slight edges on state elections. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And those are the state, those are the elections where they get to redistrict. Yep. Democrats did not gain a single state house. Nope. That they didn't have beforehand. I believe Republicans gained huh. two. Yeah, we lost two. Yeah. And, and those will be redistrict, redistricted wherever possible to heavily favor that party because the Supreme Court has said that's a political issue and we do not decide on political issues. Yeah. Which I am not necessarily philosophically opposed to the argument. I think that it ultimately doesn't hold water, but I get it. Yeah. All right, let's get back in. They fought a good race. Uh, they never had a shot. That equipment should never have been allowed to be used. And I was telling these people, don't let them use this stuff. <laughs> Marsha Blackburn, terrific person. Mike Braun, Indiana. Steve Daines, great guy. Bill Haggerty. John Kennedy. James Langford, Cynthia Lums. Tommy Tuberville, the coach. And Roger Marshall. We want to thank them. Senators have stepped up. We want to thank them. I actually think, though, it takes, again, more courage not to step up. And I think a lot of those people are going to find that out. And you better start looking at your leadership, because your leadership has led you down the tubes. You know, we don't want to give $2,000 to people. We want to give them $600. Oh, great. How does that play politically? Pretty good. And this has nothing to do with politics, but play politically. China destroyed these people. We didn't destroy them. China destroyed them. Totally destroyed them. We want to give them $600. And they just wouldn't change. I said, give them $2,000. We'll pay it back. We'll pay it back fast. You already owe $26 trillion? Give them a couple of bucks. Let them live. Give them a couple of bucks. Oh, some of the people I agree with Trump on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, of I, but I of course he's going to say it. You know. I agree that, well, I, am, I have wildly mixed feelings on the whole mess of it. Like, I think... That it's super complicated, and I think $2,000 ultimately is still a drop in the bucket compared to the economic problems that have resulted from the pandemic. Right. And that's the point of the stimulus. The point of the stimulus isn't to give people some extra cash. The point of the stimulus is to stabilize people's economic station so that they can weather this crisis. That's th that is the reason you stimulate. Right. You are counteracting a negative. Now, 
as far as whether or not it should be paid back to the deficit and what are the economic costs of running that additional trillions of dollars in deficit, the fact that Trump said, oh, well, we got to pay it all back anyway, we got to pay $26 trillion back, means that Trump doesn't understand how money works, even though his bachelor is in economics. Because um, that, like, debt is how money's in the economy. Like, people don't make dollars. And then the government taxes those dollars and takes them away. The government prints that do those dollars and then spins them into the economy. And thereby creating money in the economy and having a debt on the ledger book. As if for anybody that's not familiar, you, you'll be able to tell, oh, JJ's into modern money theory. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, the United States government has to create like with fiat currency to get money into the economy, the government has to spend it into the economy or print it or give it away. But then when they create that money, they have to create a debt for that money. Right. It's not like a household debt. Yeah. It's interesting. Shall we? Yeah. Sorry. I went on a diet. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> with me on that, but I, I just say, look, you got to let people live. And how does that play, though? Okay, number one, it's the right thing to do. But how does that play politically? I think it's the primary reason, one of the primary reasons. The other was just pure cheating. That was the primary, super primary reason. But you can't do that. You got to use your head. As you know, the media has constantly asserted the outrageous lie that there was no evidence of widespread fraud. You ever see these people? While there is no evidence of fraud, oh, really? Well, I'm going to read you pages. I hope you don't get bored listening to it. Promise. Don't get bored listening to it. All those hundreds of thousands of Here people comes. back there. <laughs> Move them up, please. Yeah. All they, all these people, don't get bored. Don't get angry at me because you're going to get bored. I'm already bored. Just so get much. to it already. The American people do not believe fake news anymore. They have ruined their reputation. But you know, it used to be that they'd argue with me. I'd fight. So I'd fight. They'd fight. I'd fight. They'd fight. Bump up. You'd believe me. You'd believe them. Somebody comes out. You know, they had their point of view. I had my point of Are view. Are you going to get to it or what? But you'd have an argument. Now what they do is they go silent. It's called suppression. And that's what happens in a communist country. That's what they do. They suppress. You don't fight with them anymore, unless it's a bad story. If they have a little bad story about me, they make it ten times worse, and it's a major headline. But Hunter Biden, they don't talk about him. What happened to Hunter? Where's Hunter? Where is Hunter? They don't talk about him. Now watch. All the sets will go off. Well, they can't do that because they get good ratings. <laughs> the ratings are too good. Now where's Hunter? You know. And and how come Joe was allowed to give a billion dollars? Like just talking about nothing. Yeah. of money to get rid of the prosecutor in Ukraine. How does that happen? I'd ask you that question. How does that happen? Can you imagine if I said that? If I said that, it would be a whole different ballgame. And how come Hunter gets three million dollars from the mayor of Moscow's wife and gets hundreds of thousands of dollars to sit on an energy board, even though he admits he has no knowledge of energy and millions of dollars up front? And how come they go into China and they leave with billions of dollars to manage? Have you managed money before? No, I haven't. Oh, that's good. Here's about three billion. No, they don't talk about that. No, we have a corrupt media. They've gone silent. They've gone dead. I now realize how good it was. If you go back 10 years, I realize how good, even though I didn't necessarily love them, I realize how good it was like a cleansing motion, right? But we don't have that anymore. We don't have what God's a fair name. media anymore. It's suppression. And you have to be very careful with that. And they've lost all credibility. Donald Trump, king of rambling about nothing for endless time and not actually getting to the freaking point. In this country, we will not be intimidated into accepting 
the Where's your proof? and the lies that we've been forced to believe. Over the past several weeks, we've amassed overwhelming evidence about a fake election. This is the presidential election. Last night was a little bit better because of the fact that we had a lot of eyes watching one specific. And glitchy again. In the United States. And you know, when I endorsed him, at the, I didn't know this guy. At the request of David Perdue, he said, friend of mine's running for governor. What's his name? And you know the rest. He was in fourth place, fifth place. I don't know. He was, wait, he was doing poorly. I endorsed him. He went like a rocket ship and he won. And then I had to beat Stacey Abrams with this guy. Brian Kemp. I had to beat Stacey Abrams. And I had to beat Oprah. Used to be a friend of mine. You know, I was on her last show, or last week. She picked the five outstanding people. I don't think she thinks that anymore. Once I ran for president, I didn't notice there were too many calls coming in from Oprah. Believe it or not, she used to like me, but I was one of the five outstanding people. And I had a campaign against Michelle Obama and Barack Hussein Obama against Stacey. And I had Brian Kemp. He weighs 130 pounds. He said he played offensive line in football. I'm trying to figure that out. I'm still trying to figure that out. Said that the was an offensive lineman. I'm saying, really? That must have been a very small I feel team. like we're just wasting time now. But I look at that and I look at what's happened. And he turned out to be a disaster. This stuff happens. You know, look, I'm not happy with the Supreme Court. They love to rule against me. I picked three people. I fought like hell for them. One in particular I fought. They all said, sir, cut him loose, he's killing us, senators. You know, very loyal senators, they're very loyal people. Sir, cut him loose, he's killing us, sir. Cut him loose, sir. I'll never, I must have gotten half what? of the senators. I said, no, I can't do that. It's unfair to him and it's unfair to the family. He didn't do anything wrong. They're made up stories. They're all made up stories. He didn't do anything wrong. Cut him loose, sir. I said, no, I won't do that. We got him through. And you know what? They couldn't give a damn. They couldn't give a damn. Let him rule the right way. But it almost seems that they're all going out of their way to hurt all of us and to hurt our country, to hurt our country. You know, I read a story in one of the newspapers recently how I control the three Supreme Court justices. All them. They're puppets. I read it about Bill Barr, that he's my personal attorney, that he'll do anything for me. And I said, you know, it really is genius because what they do is that and it makes it really impossible for them to ever give you a victory because all of a sudden Bill Barr changed, if you hadn't noticed. I like Bill Barr, but he changed because he didn't want to be considered my personal attorney. And the Supreme Court, they rule against me so much. You know why? Because the story is, I haven't spoken to any of them, any of them, since virtually they got in. But the story is that they're my puppet, right? That they're puppets. I don't think he's actually going to get to any kind of a point anytime soon. What do you think? I, I, I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> <laughs> he Now I know why he made everybody promise not to get bored. <sighs> and now the, the only way painful. they can get out of that, because they hate that, it's not good on the social Where are we side, at? Time stamp, and the only boys. way they get out uh, is to rule against Trump. So let's rule against Trump, minutes. and they do that, so I want to congratulate them. We're like halfway, almost. Gross, I'm not going to be able to finish this tonight. No. Um, dude, this is just him rambling. I could skip 15 yeah. minutes ahead. And it's going to be the let's same see. thing. Yeah, it's going to well, be the same. And, and we, already, we already know that there's no evidence. Right. Because... <laughs> The Republic or the Trump campaign, or people who are friends of the Trump campaign, brought a total of 62 court cases in front of judges across the nation, mostly in the contested states. In 61 of those 62 cases, the lawsuits were dismissed or found to be without merit. The only one that was with merit was the one where the judge agreed that the election observers should be able to stand closer than they were standing. It that 
and and I think we, we talked about this last week, or last time we that we got together, that over and over again, lawyers who have made claims about fraud in public or in non, like not in the courtroom, not under oath, when they were under oath, would not make claims of fraud. They would not use that word. There is no evidence. There is no solid evidence. Like, maybe there's some weird fraud, like, granting them the benefit of the doubt. There may be spaces where voting irregularity uh, occurred, and it might have been intentional. I'm unaware of any of that. But even in that best case, like, giving them all that benefit, there is no evidence that it happened. And it remains speculation. Right. The, the, D, the DOJ itself said that there was no evidence of any fraud that could have swung the election. Right. That's the key. Is that enough? Right. Yeah. Even if you have, have those pockets where, you know, somebody did vote illegally, one vote isn't going to swing the election. You're not going to find those, those numbers. Right. There wasn't even a close scenario like in Florida in 2000. Right. Right. So, I don't even really know so, where to go so, with. So, so, Trump, <laughs> so Trump's in Washington. He's rambling for an hour. Right. About nothing. amping up the crowd to walk down to the Capitol. And they do. And what Believing happens next? with all their heart. That they were like, right. I do want to empathize. Yeah, I do want to empathize with them as humans. Humans listen to people that they love. And humans trust the people that they love. And these, like, these are really committed people. Mm-hmm. Like, these are emotionally invested and related to, like, the whole ideology. Like, it's a cult of personality for these people. And they are, they believe with all their heart that what is rightfully theirs has been stolen from them and they will be persecuted following the consequences of that theft. They don't think that Biden won and things are just going to be business as usual. They think many of these people believe that the government is coming for them. And some of these people believe that the people that won this election associate with a pedophile ring. (laughs) Like the Q shaman. Remember, QAnon believes that there is a Hollywood cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles. This is not like an abstract thing. Many, many of these people in this crowd think that a Hollywood cabal of satanic pedophiles has just gained power over them through nefarious means. And that is the mindset that these people are marching to the Capitol with. (sighs) Yeah, that's... (laughs) That's such oof. I, I don't even... Like, I kind of wanted to... These people have been lied to. They have just been lied to. And they've bought into it because the lies are convincing due to the way that they're repeated over and over and over again. Not only by Trump, but by his allies. Well, and And Trump included in that. I think that he's been lied to, and he buys into it just as much as them. 
Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at his tweets, he's always talking about ONN and um, the, those those newer right wing media sources that are even to the right of Fox News that are constantly you know arguing. That I think Trump did win the election. It's kind of yeah. like Elias was talking about: is that's going to be the next little uh, split of the republic? That'll be the alt right split off yes. from the yeah. Republican Party. I mean, you remember last week when he was repeated the name Ruby Friedman several times? Yeah, and how Ruby Friedman was able to stuff ballot boxes, and she's a known election manipulator. That is a QAnon message board conspiracy that's been around mm. for a minute now yeah. that's where that came from yeah like this wasn't trump saying back when QAnon, when he was first asked about Q- QAnon, he's like i don't know those people seem to like me i don't know about any of that like at this point in the election he is reiterating actual QAnon conspiracy content yeah and when he said it it didn't like sometimes i, I you listen to trump and you're like oh that man's full of shit but sometimes you listen to Trump and you think that man's delusional because he really believes this is a thing. Mm-hmm. And the QAnon content that he was ascribing to in last week's in the telephone conversation with the Republican Secretary of State, like Trump really is like, oh, this happened. Really quick, um, before we cut out, I've got a minute and a half and then a two and a half minute of just his response to the insurrection that happened. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. And the sad thing is he was pressured to release a statement from from my understanding. I mean, Joe Biden got out in front of this almost immediately. um, Yeah. Once once it was revealed so and then after after all of it he officially concedes i would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack on the united states capitol like all americans i am outraged by the violence lawlessness and mayhem i immediately deployed the national guard and federal law enforcement to secure the building and expel the intruders america is and must always be a nation of law and order. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defiled the seat of American democracy. To those who engaged in the acts of violence and destruction, you do not represent our country. And to those who broke the law, you will pay. 
We have just been through an intense election, and emotions are high. But now, tempers must be cooled and calm restored. We must get on with the business of America. My campaign vigorously pursued every legal avenue to contest the election results. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. In so doing, I was fighting to defend American democracy. I continue to strongly believe that we must reform our election laws to verify the identity and eligibility of all voters and to ensure faith and confidence in all future elections. Now Congress has certified the results. A new administration will be inaugurated on January 20th. My focus now turns to ensuring a smooth, orderly, and seamless transition of power. This moment calls for healing and reconciliation. 2020 has been a challenging time for our people. A menacing pandemic has upended the lives of our citizens, isolated millions in their homes, damaged our economy, and claimed countless lives. Defeating this pandemic and rebuilding the greatest economy on Earth will require all of us working together. It will require a renewed emphasis on the civic values of patriotism, faith, charity, community, and family. We must revitalize the sacred bonds of love and loyalty that bind us together as one national family. To the citizens of our country, serving as your president has been the honor of my lifetime. And to all of my wonderful supporters, I know you are disappointed, but I also want you to know that our incredible journey is only just beginning. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. I would like to. So I can tell you right now that he did not write. Absolutely that not. Yeah, that is absolutely. He, that's the. Like, that that's the most presidential, I believe, he sounded in his entire. Yeah, term. and just the look on his face—he doesn't even look convinced of his own words. Um, right. That that is in stark contrast to everything he said up until that point. Yep. Uh, I absolutely believe that. I mean, of course, he had a speechwriter write that, but that's—I don't think he had any input into that speech. Nope. <sighs> that'll that'll be something to talk about later. <laughs> I wonder if he got looked into the eye and said, "Do you need to say this?" Or you might be complicit. <laughs> yeah, right. And I really right. think that's what happened. Once, yeah. once this this attempted coup failed, uh, I, they went into damage control mode. And yeah. uh, from what I'm hearing, you know, Trump has been asking about his self pardon powers. Yep. Um, so he knows that'll he knows be an interesting that. constitutional crisis. <sighs> We've had plenty of those already. Yep. I don't think Trump's actually under threat of getting prosecuted. No. I don't either. I would like to see an impeachment, though. I would like to. And it doesn't need to be while he's in office. Like, they can bar him from holding public office at, after the fact. Oh. Yep. And I think that, w that would be perfectly fine. There's not enough time to do an actual impeachment trial and complete it before Trump's out of office. Anyway. Right. Yeah. From what I understand... The Senate would have to convene a special session, and that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not under McConnell. But an impeachment, as, as uh, they can still hold a trial against him and prevent him from holding public office after the fact, and I think that that would be wisdom. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, for that, sure. That man, sh- that man shouldn't be able to come in within a political o- thirty feet of a political office moving forward. He shouldn't be able to smoke on the sidewalk in front of a federal building. Yeah, I, I think he's like a sex offender. <laughs> Par- parlor's, parlor's about to get canned. Yeah, they, they, uh, I just saw a post about Parlor. Um, all of their platforms have been pulled, and the owner saying uh, he doesn't know if his business will survive. So, very sad day. Oh, <laughs> the Nazi site's gone. Where are they all going to go? Yeah, I was, I was, I re- was reading an interesting series of tweets on Parlor, and how they're like. Once Amazon said that they were going to pull them from their hosting services, it was expected that nobody, no major hosting platform would host Parler. And then it went into the logistics of Parler trying to roll out its own servers and oh, what a nightmare that would be. Oh, man. And said, there's, there's just not a business model where this is going to pull through. Nope. There, there's not a business model for hate? Oh, oh. N- not that doesn't... Uh, like not, not that, that doesn't cover with advertising, no. <laughs> <laughs> not that particular oh. brand, anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, it's almost I like guess... the Nazis went out of style. Hey, Sam, it was really cool to be on the podcast with you. Indeed, I look forward to uh, future conversations. Yeah. Yep. Um, we'll uh, we'll we might pick up on some of this again in the future, but uh, there, there's a lot there. Um, Don't. Isn't there potentially a guest next week? Rumor has it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hopefully. Uh, uh, Let's not spoil or anything. But Right. We'll see if it works out. If not, we've got plenty of other things to cover. Oh, uh, man. More Trump yeah. audio. <laughs> uh, or, well, yeah. The, or, oh, man, there's so much. There's there's more than you can even cover in in every single day of covering it. With that... We should probably call it a night. I agree. Yep. Pleasure. See you guys. <laughs>